So now that our emotions have calmed down, it's time for game grades. And couch potato second guessing, because that's what we do here on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I am your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we are free. And I want to thank you so much for coming along for the ride. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that red subscribe button. Give me some comments. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. When you hit that red subscribe button, if you haven't already, it means a lot. So thank you especially to the ones who already have. And again, as I mentioned, we are free wherever you download your podcast. So uh, if you don't want to look at this face, you just want to hear the voice, and you can you can go there wherever you download. And you can always follow me on my Twitter at Mark Culkin, M-A-R-C-K-U-L-K-I-N. All right. So we do this every Tuesday after we, you know, again, we let our emotions settle down. Um, I'm sure you're aware. Big red truck alert becomes a fire engine. It's a lot easier to uh, to calm our emotions after a win than following a loss. And this is the first loss of the season. So I'm sure uh, emotions are still raw, or a little bit. Mine are a little bit, uh, especially if you've been uh, hanging out on social media. You've been having some fun, uh, de- having some, call it, uh, debates with Utah fan uh, over the, uh, the, effect- the effectiveness of the Pac-12 officiating, I guess, is the best, the most politically correct way of putting it. In other words, everyone agrees that the Pac-12 officiating sucked in the game, and it just depends on how bad it sucked, depending on which classes you're looking through. Anyway, um, let's just start with the offense. Let's get right into it. They scored 42 points, and that's more than enough to win any game. I don't care who you're playing or where you're playing. 42 points. Uh, nine times out of 10, obviously this was the 10th time, is going to be enough to win a game. Uh, They had no turnovers again. So at this point, because USC defense created two, but they're going to get credit for one, they're at a plus 15 right now. Um, I'm trying to remember which former uh, Alabama quarterback, the name is escaping me, but I was watching some, some podcast and he was saying, you know, we knew this wasn't going to keep up. And he failed to mention that, you know, USC actually kept up their pace. They're at a plus 15. They've only turned the ball over one time on offense. It's an amazing stat. Nevertheless, um, and they only had to punt the ball twice. So offensively, they did what they really wanted to do against a Utah defense that, granted, not as good as uh, we're, we're used to from the past. But they were playing at home. They were coming off a an embarrassing loss on the road at UCLA. So you kind of figured that they were going to be fired up and bring in their own A game. They didn't, but they brought a good enough game and an extra few men on the field wearing different uniforms to help them out when necessary. Anyways, I digress. I told you it's going to take a little bit longer for uh, the emotions to die down. Anyways, um, the offense, I thought, looked fantastic all game long. 
uh, save for that uh, their last possession of the game with less than a minute. I guess you could say uh, they looked meh, but considering the circumstances and everything that was going on, um, is what it is. We'll get we'll get into more of that later on the show. So my grade for the quarterback, Caleb Williams, he was he perfect? No. Was he close to perfect? Yes. He's getting an A plus. Period. Look, I said this last week that he was going to have that monster breakout game, and he did. 25 for 42, 381 yards, five touchdowns. He was sacked four times. Um, most of that was not his fault. I, I can't think of, at least off the top of my head right now, uh, one sack that I would say, you know what, Caleb, that's on you. Uh, the O-line and pass protection had better games, and we'll get into that here shortly. So um, he also added 97 yards on the ground on eight rushing attempts, including that 55-yarder to open the game. Um, if he had just a little more, little, little more gear, a little more speed left in that gear, he might have gotten to the end zone. USC got there anyways, but anyhow, um, he looked like he was in complete control for the entire game. And what really impressed me, uh, if you if you know, one of the areas I've been critical of Caleb is. Uh, his him talking to the media and when he does it, he was really emotionally invested in this game, and I'm sure people have seen it by now. He left the field sobbing. He came in after the game and he spoke to the press. That was major points, <clears throat> at least for me. Um, I think he he knew that he did everything he could. <clears throat> his team did everything they possibly could, at least offensively, and. Uh, he, he can't wait to play again. So, again, uh, solid performance by Caleb Williams. Running backs, I'm giving them a B plus. Travis Dye was the guy, again. Uh, he was held under 100 yards rushing, but that wasn't because Utah was stopping him. You know, he had 11 attempts, 76 yards. Uh, they look, USC's offense should have given him the ball more. Um you know, in hindsight, you're thinking, okay, maybe to shorten the game a little bit because Utah's offense uh, was having their way with USC's defense. Uh, nevertheless, it is what that is. I'm not going to second-guess Lincoln Riley's play calling when they're scoring 42 points, and uh, especially when we talk about the wide receivers here in a moment. Austin Jones played. Uh, he got in there, was able to spell and give a, give give Dye some rest when he needed Rayleigh Brown, he's starting to get his uh, touches are picking up a little bit more as the season goes along. However, he did have a bad miss on one blocking assignment, and uh, team captain Justin Dietrich played the role of team captain immediately after it happened. Uh, it, it was a it, well, it didn't play a, any big part in the game, but it was something that uh, it was a learning moment for Rayleigh Brown for the freshman. And Justin Dieters is your captain. He's the guy who should be delivering that message on the field when the coaches are going to reinforce it when you get to the sideline. Uh, wide receivers, tight ends. You guys are getting an A. Almost got an A plus, but uh, you know what? Uh, I got to leave a little, little room for improvement here. And there's not a lot of room based on this game. Uh, you guys were fantastic, really solid. Jordan Addison had a big game uh, until he was tackled awkwardly and, you know, he had to leave the game. Uh, I don't know that he would have 
helped the team win. Um, they did have a, again, they did punt a couple times, but again, Jordan, I don't think his absence had anything to do with the, with uh, USC's offense, not being able to get the job done at the end of the game. Uh, there was also a really cool moment with for Jordan after the game with uh, Steve Smith, former Carolina wide receiver and former Utah uh, wide receiver. Uh, if you've seen my Twitter feed or if you haven't, head on over there. I got it. Really nice moment with Steve Smith encouraging Jordan Addison, who was uh, standing on crutches right near the end of the game, almost when the uh, right before the game ended, uh, getting in his ear, giving him some words of encouragement. It's you know real, recognizes real. Everyone knows that Jordan Addison will be uh, playing on Sundays next year, and uh, Steve Smith was just letting him know that he likes what he sees so far from the uh, bullet in the cough winner. Hopefully, uh, Jordan's in injury isn't uh, going to be too severe. He has the bye week. And we all know Lincoln Riley likes to keep the uh, injury report close to the best. Mario Williams, huge game. Um, I think 175 yards receiving. I have to go. I don't have the stats in front of me, but monster game from Mario. Over-the-shoulder catches, uh, uh, running down the sideline. I mean, just solid performance all the way around. Taj Washington had a really nice game. Josh Follow, tight end. Dude, you had two, two touchdowns in the game. Um, and what was really nice is his coach, Lincoln Riley, and his teammates uh, could not say enough positive things about uh, Josh after the game. Uh, everything that he's been through in his, what, five, six years. That he's, whatever it's, he's been at USC for a long time. And uh, they didn't go into specifics, but Josh has been through a lot since he's been at SC. So to see him finally break through, Really talented young man, and hopefully uh, this will lead to him having an opportunity to play on Sundays. If anybody deserves it, Josh is making the most of his opportunity. Uh, Michael Jackson the third, MJ3, Mike Jack, he got his first touchdown as a Trojan. Really solid, strong run after the catch. Uh, Kyron Hudson, he got another touchdown. Again, these guys were solid, um, and... Uh, as much as I wanted to see, you know, the run game a little bit more, Travis die because he was getting seven yards a pop. Uh, look, I get it. The passing game was in fuego. You're going to keep going with it. Especially, you know, considering the fact that the offensive line, I'm giving you guys a C grade uh, because the, uh, the passing game, you did give, you know, Caleb enough time to locate his receivers most of the game. Uh, you did surrender four sacks, um, and you were solid in, in run blocking, as you, as you have been all season. Uh, but the, like I said, you played well at times, but during the during the game, you guys just seemed out of sync most of the time. It was just weird. Um, it's obvious right now we got a one-man rotation, a left tackle. Bobby Haskins went the whole way, and again, um, according to sources, Cortland Ford, he's, he's ready to go. 100% on that ankle. We'll see. Uh, and I'm bringing that up because uh, Bobby, he had some issues at that left tackle spot. Um, in fact, he could have been called for holding in the end zone. Uh, that would have resulted in a safety. And Caleb did escape. But, uh, you know, look, I've been harping on the officials. Um, USC got away with this one. But, you know what? They didn't get away with They got away with one. We'll just leave it there. Um, so overall for the offense, again, a solid performance. They showed up, they showed what they're capable of doing and, uh, they, 
they literally did everything they possibly could to win this game. Uh, again, we can we, we know what happened on their last drive, less than a minute to go. It it didn't really go the way everyone would have anticipated or wanted, uh, but they showed a lot of upside. So um, there's not going to be a lot of cringing going forward, I think, with this offense, because there's enough of that at the gas pump, right? So, you know, not only are you going to cringe at the gas pump, you're going to get an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant. Inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is this incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or eats out like me. Um, with every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. So here's what you do. Uh, it's really, really easy to use. And I'm going to emphasize really, really easy to use. This is, this is all you have to do. Um, get started. Download the free Upside app. You can use my promo code LOCKED, and you're going to get $5 back or more on your first purchase of $10 or more. Okay? Next, what you're going to do is you're going to claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside, check in at that business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and then you're going to get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you're going to earn up to three times more cash back with Upside. And Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. App Store. So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Okay, here we go, defense. Um, uh, if it was up to me, you guys are going to get to retake your test that you took there in Salt Lake City because uh, you had some other distractions to deal with uh, that kept you from being from your disciplined self as you've been throughout the season. Uh, but look, it is what it is. You were playing against more than 11 guys on offense. Uh, Utah's 12th man, yeah, they have a great crowd. But they, in my opinion, were this much of a factor. Um, the other bigger 12th man was uh, the guys wearing black and white stripes. It was a blackout, right? They were almost in full uniform, those officials from the Pac-12. Anyway, I digress again. Ocean's still simmering down. Um, look. If there's one thing I do know about the defense, what they learned is they learned how to spell Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid's name correctly. Um, he, they literally have his name tramp stamped on their back like like a tattoo. You know those tramp those tramp stamp tattoos I'm talking about, right? Um, they, uh, yeah. <laughs> They had a tough time guarding the tight end. And yes, uh, they were doing, again, I thought the defense was doing fine in the first quarter. Um, but again, outside influences, outside forces starting to get involved. And the uh, the game changed for the defense. The game changed completely. But here are the grades. Here we're going. Defensive line, rush-ins, here's what you're getting. I'm giving you a C. Uh, you had no sacks for the game. Uh, look, you came into the country and you came into the game leading the nation uh, with 29. 
sacks. And Utah's O-line, uh, they, they're not great this year. And granted, yeah, I know uh, there were no holding calls, and I got, I got photos to prove that you were being held. Nevertheless, zero sacks. And you only had one tackle for loss. Um, and that was a combination from Solomon Bird and Tyrone Tulaney. By the way, Tyrone Tulaney led the defensive end, the defensive line rushing group with five tackles. Nick Figueroa was second with four. The man everybody would, the, the guy everybody was anticipating having a big game, Tuli Tuiopolotu, who last week was the Pac 12 player of the week, defensive lineman of the week, held to one tackle all game. They, uh, they neutralized him, they did what they had to do. Uh, I thought they. I thought you guys, the defensive line rushers, they were solid against the run. You held the Utes to 138 yards, and Cameron Rising, the quarterback, was their leading uh, rusher on the game. He had 11 attempts for 60 yards. Uh, 21 of those came on one run. He did have three touchdowns, but it wasn't necessarily his yards. It was his ability to convert those yards when he needed to. Um, that was huge. Uh, so, again, the D-line, D rush-ins, you didn't play poorly, but you didn't you didn't get those plays like we've seen you make uh, throughout the season. So, C, you were average. Is what it is. Happens. You're on the road. Linebackers, I'm giving these guys a B. <coughs> Remember Shane Lee? He played with one hand, literally. Um, he had a little baby club going on on the left one. But he was still second on the team in tackles behind Eric Gentry's eight. So Shane Lee had seven. Um, Raylan Goforth, he had six tackles uh, when he wasn't being always trying to be thrown out of the game. He was one of three players that, for whatever reason, USC came, they came to play. Defense, they were hitting. They were physical. Um, to a CV Numora, maybe had the hit of the game. Uh, the goal line at the end. We'll get into that here in a second. We know that Eric Gentry got hurt uh, late in the game, but he also he created a a fumble that Stanley uh, Taufo uh, recovered. It was down at the five yard line. Utah was going in to score a touchdown, and Eric Gentry had on ball perfect timing five yard line. USC possession. I mentioned Nomura's hit of the game. It was third down uh, at. Near the goal line, less than a, right around a little over a minute, right up less than a minute to go in the game, and it brought forth a goal. I mean, it was it was a pop. Now, and you're wondering if uh, Eric Gentry was in the game. Does Cameron Rising score the touchdown again? What if? Speaking of what if, you can head on over to wrsc.com. That was. Uh, Part of my Monday morass, what if, all those, what if this would have happened kind of scenarios. We play those out. Go check it out. <clears throat> um, bottom line, even the, the linebackers, nobody could cover the tight end uh, when it was their opportunity to cover over the middle. Rough day. Uh, secondary, <laughs> you're going to get the probably the worst grade. In fact, you are getting the worst grade for the defense. C minus. I was tempted to go lower. Um, I didn't, again, because I know there were some outside forces you're dealing with. Look, you're, 
Dalton Kincaid was a backup tight end his entire career. In USC defense, you guys made him have a John Barnes, UCLA Bruin moment. For those of you who are old enough, you know exactly the analogy I'm drawing right here. Some nobody that anybody really knew about. John Barnes transferred to UCLA from UC Santa Barbara because they, their football program got shut down. Nobody watched him play. He comes to UCLA. He has to play quarterback one game against USC, and he has this career game for, I literally, you can only dream about. Well, that was Dalton Kincaid at tight end. He was targeted 16 times. He caught the ball 16 times, 234 yards. The secondary, uh, USC secondary, look, you, you led the team in tackling only because you had to, right? Jalen Smith had seven. He was solid. Mikai Blackman, Max Williams, you guys had six apiece. But uh, again, neither one of you were able to break. Anybody was able to get in between uh, Cameron Rising and Kincaid to stop one pass. Would it have made a difference? Who knows? But it showed up a nice not to uh, be part of the Dalton Kincaid highlight reel. Man, you guys, you might have made the NFL look at him. He might be playing there on Sundays now. We'll see. I'm being hyperbolic. Again, emotions. We're almost there. Um, look, overall, great for the defense. I'm giving you guys a C-. Uh, you played poorly. You got off to a good start. Uh, I, me I mentioned the uh, the backup tight end, Kincaid, having his John Barnes moment. When your offense is scoring 42 points and they're, and they're doing whatever they want, you you just hope and pray that the defense was able to uh, to get a stop. And look, Utah was into it. Their fans were into it. The officials weren't making life easy for you guys. I get it. Um, an interception was taken off the board. Could have had a plus 16. And the difference between 14 to 7, which was the result when that interception was taken off because of a roughing the passer penalty. Where am I? Here I am. Two of those. Um, it would have been 21 nothing. I what we talked about this on the uh on locked on USC's episode yesterday. Remember, five days a week. I digress. Uh, real quick, special teams, you guys were solid. Uh, B plus Alex, um, sad house, every one of your kickoffs, end zone. I think you love the altitude. Aiden Dalton sleep. I meant, excuse me, Aiden sleep Dalton. I mentioned he had two punts on the game, 50 yard average. Really good, really nice leg. Uh, and you, when you watch his ball hit the ground, it it dies. It's a dead ball. Did they had? Uh, I'm not sure if it hit the ground. I think they fair caught both the punts. But uh, USC's got themselves a nice, solid punter for the foreseeable future. Good to see. Uh, I thought the return game on kickoffs was outstanding. Uh, Ray Lake Brown, he had a big return near the end of the game there that could have set up the uh, game-winning field goal. He got him out to the 50-yard line. But once again, outside forces decided they're going to call a, uh, it was a block on the back or something on Brendan Rice that was completely away from the, the action. and nothing to do with the play. And instead of starting at the 50, USC was starting at their own 30. And uh, with, what, 48, 49 seconds left, whatever the amount of time was, things didn't go the way they wanted. Um, so at that point, 
it looked like Lincoln Riley's decision to save his timeouts had uh, he would have looked like a genius um, had uh, Ray Lee Brown with, had the team been able to start at the 50. It didn't. So we're going to take us to our uh, look. Those are your defensive grades. Let's uh, let's move on to a positive thing. We're going to talk about the Nissan moment. Eric Gentry, uh, he caused a fumble at the five-yard line, and that kept Utah out of the end zone earlier in the game, okay? He had another Nissan thrilling moment. Our partners at Nissan, uh, they've worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from USC's weekend or throughout, the his you know, throughout USC's history. Uh, this week's thrilling moment from USC is... Again, Eric Gentry, early in the game, he created a fumble. Utah was about to go in and score. It was at the five-yard line. Stanley Taufo, he recovered it. Huge moment at that time. Uh, later in the game, Eric had to leave with an injury. But he wasn't done. In fact, uh, it was during a timeout. It was in the fourth quarter. He literally left the medical tent and came hopping on one leg like a pogo stick out on the field. And he was, this is, he was still into it. He was trying to fire up the defense. You guys need to make this stop right now. Um, it, I've never seen anything like that before. I've seen players sneak into the game. Uh, if you, some people might remember Justin Fargus did this back in 2002 uh, when SC traveled to play Kansas State. He got in the game, picked up a few yards running the ball. He wasn't really cleared yet to go in. Um, he was coming off a really serious knee injury for anybody who knows about him. Anyways, they yanked him off the field real quick and took his helmet. Gentry, they brought him back off the field because he one only had one one shoe on and he didn't have his helmet, and they didn't want to you know any type of illegal substitution. Yada yada yada. So. The moment was Eric Gentry was still in the game. He was firing up his defense. And uh, that's something everybody just wants to see. It was just, for me, that was the USC's Nissan thrilling moment of the game because they weren't able to get the win. Um, however, that really stood out. So there you go. So this segment has been brought and has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured around or across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. All right, I mentioned, um, you know, we're going to second guess at the top of the show. Here we go. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Uh, Coach Couch Potato always has an opinion, whether it's my whether I'm playing the role of Coach Couch Potato or the fan, USC fans. The everyone's questioning the end of the game time management, clock management. Look, that is that is one of the most undervalued, underrated aspects of of coaching. And that only you that type of knowledge comes from experience. And let's be honest, let's face facts here. Lincoln Riley is still a very young head coach. He doesn't have all, all, you know, the same type of experience like a Nick Saban would have. Um, so 
he is a fast learner. So hopefully uh, savants like himself will remember that when you have timeouts, you really have to pick and choose the right time to use them. And it probably would have been um, better served to use them on defense and saving them for the on offense, uh, considering what was going on in the moment. Uh, US, you know, Utah was scoring touchdowns. They were matching SC, you know, touchdown for touchdown there in the fourth quarter. And, you know, Lincoln Riley's, he chose to, to save his timeouts for the offense. Um, and I think I understand why. You know, again, you saw the fumble by Gentry earlier in the game. Uh, if you saw what happened on third down before the, the game-winning touchdown or two-point conversion, you saw to Asibi Nomura fill the hole on third down and literally rock the running back um, in the hole. And that, that set up the fourth and goal for the game. And I think Lincoln Riley, he, his defense has been so opportunistic all year long. We should say Alex French's defense. Um, I, I think he just had a lot of faith that they were going to come up one more time for one play. The question is, without Gentry, do you take that gamble? He did. Will he do it next time, with or without Gentry? Who knows? Um, it is what it is. We saw, we know the results. What would you have done? I, I think overwhelmingly, everyone would say, hey, use your timeouts on defense, especially if you you kind of read the room. You, you, it felt like Utah was going to score. But when they got to that fourth, it, it, I don't know. You hate to be in that situation because it's – you want to show confidence in your team, but at the same time, you gotta you gotta be prudent, more pragmatic, and uh, it would probably have been better served to uh, to use the timeouts there, give USC the ball with a minute and a half, closer to two minutes maybe, uh, rather than less than a minute. Hey, it is what it is, right? We're at the end of the show already. That's how fast this goes when you're having fun. But again, Locked on USC comes at you five days a week. And I'm glad you're coming along for the ride. Uh, don't forget, when you're not watching this, you can head on over to uh, the Locked on Pac-12. I'm sure uh, they've got some opinions on USC's performance against USC. We're trying to set up another crossover crosstalk show with uh, JT Wistasil and Locked on Utes. Again, we're going to call it the uh, Rub My Nose in the Dirt episode. We'll let you know. Hopefully. That will be coming up this week as well. So until then, um, when you're not watching Locked On USC, head on over to WeRSC.com. Check out all that good content. And when you're not doing that, everyone, you know what to do. 